Canto first to the Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. Canto first autumn departs but still his mantle's fold rests on the groves of noble somerville beneath a shroud of russet dropped with gold tweed and his tributaries mingle still hoarser the wind and deeper sounds the rill yet lingering notes of sylvan music swell the deep-toned cushat and the red-breast shrill and yet some tints of summer splendour tell when the broad sun sinks down on ettrick's western fell autumn departs from gala's fields no more come rural sounds our kindred banks to cheer blent with the stream and gale that wafts it o'er no more the distant reaper's mirth we hear the last blithe shout hath died upon our ear and harvest home hath hushed the clanging wain on the waste hill no forms of life appear save where sad laggard of the autumnal train some age-struck wanderer gleams few ears of scattered grain deemest thou these saddened scenes have pleasure still lovest thou through autumn's fading realms to stray to see the heath flower withered on the hill to listen to the wood's expiring lay to note the red leaf shivering on the spray to mark the last bright tints the mountain stain on the waste fields to trace the gleaner's way and moralize on mortal joy and pain oh if such scenes thou lovest scorn not the minstrel strain no do not scorn although its hoarser note scarce with the cushat's only song can vie though faint its beauties as the tints remote that gleam through mist in autumn's evening sky and few as leaves that tremble sere and dry when wild november hath his bugle wound nor mock my toil a lonely gleaner i through fields time wasted on sad inquest bound where happier bards of yore have richer harvest found so shalt thou list and haply not unmoved to a wild tale of alban's warrior day in distant lands by the rough west reproved still live some relics of the ancient lay for when on coolin's hills the lights decay with such 
the seer of sky the eve beguiles tis known amid the pathless wastes of ray in harry's known and in ionia's piles where rest from mortal coil the mighty of the isles wake made of lawn the minstrels sung thy rugged halls a tarnish rung and the dark seas thy towers that lave heaved on the beach a softer wave as mid the tuneful choir to keep the dire passon of the deep lulled were the winds on inan moor and green loch aline's woodland shore as if wild woods and waves had pleasure in listing to the lovely measure and never to symphony more sweet gave mountain echoes answer meet since met from mainland and from isle ross arran illay and argyle each minstrel's tributary lay paid homage to the festal day dull and dishonoured were the bard worthless of guerdon and regard deaf to the hope of minstrel fame or lady's smiles his noblest aim who on that morn's resistless call was silent in a tarnish hall wake made of lawn twas thus they sung and yet more proud the descant rung wake made of lawn high right is ours to charm dull sleep from beauty's bowers earth ocean air have naught so shy but owns the power of minstrel sea in letter more the timid deer will pause the harp's wild chime to hear rude Iska's seal through surges dark will long pursue the minstrel's bark to list his notes the eagle proud will poise him on ben kalak's cloud then let not maidens ear disdain the summons of the minstrel train but while our harps wild music make edith of lawn awake 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 while dawn with dewy shine wakes nature's charms to vie with thine she bids the mottled thrush rejoice to mate thy melody of voice the dew that on the violet lies mocks the dark lustre of thine eyes but edith wake and all we see of sweet and fair shall yield to thee she comes not yet grey therand cried brethren let softer spell be tried those notes prolonged that soothing theme which best may mix with beauty's dream and whisper with their silvery tone the hope she loves yet fears to own he spoke and on the harp strings died the strains of flattery and of pride more soft more low more tender fell the lay of love he bade them tell wake maid of lawn 
the moments fly which yet that maiden name allow wake maiden wake the hour is nigh when love shall claim a plighted vow by fear thy bosom's fluttering guest by hope that soon shall fears remove we bid thee break the bonds of rest and wake thee at the call of love wake edith wake in yonder bay lies many a galley gaily manned we hear the merry pilbrocks play we see the streamer's silken band what chieftains praise these pilbrocks swell what crest is on these banners wove the harp the minstrel dare not tell the riddle must be read by love retired her maiden train among edith of lawn received the song but tamed the minstrel's pride had been that had her cold demeanour seen for not upon her cheek awoke the glow of pride when flattery spoke nor could their tenderest numbers bring one sigh responsive to the string as vainly had her maidens vied in skill to deck the princely bride her locks in dark brown length arrayed kathleen of ulm twas thine to braid young eva with neat reverence drew on the light foot the silken shoe while on the ankles slender round those strings of pearl their bertha wound that bleached loch ryan's depth within seemed dusky still on edith's skin but Ineon of experience old had weightiest task the mantle's fold in many an artful plate she tied to show the form it seemed to hide till on the floor descending rolled its waves of crimson blent with gold oh lives there now so cold a maid who thus in beauty's pomp arrayed in beauty's proudest pitch of power and conquest won the bridal hour with every charm that wins the heart by nature given enhanced by art could yet the fair reflection view in the bright mirror pictured true and not one dimple on her cheek a tell-tale consciousness bespeak lives still such maid fair damsels say or further vouches not my lay save that such lived in britain's isle when lawn's bright edith scorned to smile but morag to whose fostering care proud lawn had given his daughter fair morag who saw a mother's aid by all a daughter's love repaid strict was that bond most kind of all inviolate in highland hall grey morag sate a space apart 
in edith's eyes to read her heart in vain the attendants fond appeal to morag's skill to morag's zeal she marked her child receive their care cold as the image sculptured fair form of some sainted patroness which cloistered maids combine to dress she marked and knew her nursling's heart in the vain pomp took little part wistful a while she gazed then pressed the maiden to her anxious breast in finished loveliness and led to where a turret's airy head slender and steep and battled round overlooked dark mole thy mighty sound where thwarting tides with mingled roar part thy swarth hills from morven's shore daughter she said these seas behold round twice a hundred islands rolled from hurt that ears their northern roar to the green illay's fertile shore or mainland turn where many a tower owns thy bold father's feudal power each on its own dark cape reclined and listening to its own wild wind from where mingary sternly placed over oars the woodland and the waste to where dunstaffnage hears the raging of connell with his rocks engaging thinkest thou amid this ample round a single brow but thine has frowned to sadden this auspicious morn that bids the daughter of high lawn in pledge her spousal faith to wed the heir of mighty summer led ronald from merney a hero sprung the fair the valiant and the young lord of the isles whose lofty name a thousand bards have given to fame the mate of monarchs and allied on equal terms with england's pride from chieftain's tower to bondsman's cot who hears the tale and triumphs not the damsel dons her best attire the shepherd lights his beltane fire joy joy each warders all hath sung joy joy each matin bell hath rung the holy priest says grateful mass loud shouts each hardy gala glass no mountain den holds outcast bore of heart so dull of soul so poor but he hath flung his task aside and claimed this morn for holy tide yet empress of this joyful day edith is sad while all are gay proud edith's soul came to her eye resentment checked the struggling sigh her hurrying hand indignant dried the burning tears of injured pride morag forbear or lend thy praise to swell yon hireling harper's lays make to yon maids thy boast of power 
that they may waste a wandering hour telling of banners proudly borne of pealing bell and bugle horn or theme more dear of robes of price crownlets and gourds of rare device but thou experienced as thou art thinkest thou with these to cheat the heart that bound in strong affection's chain looks for return and looks in vain no some thine edith's wretched lot in these brief words he loves her not debate it not too long i strove to call his cold observance love all blinded by the league that styled edith of lawn while yet a child she tripped the heath by morag's side the brave lord ronald's destined bride ere yet i saw him from afar his broadsword blazed in scotland's war trained to believe our fates the same my bosom throbbed when ronald's name came gracing fame's heroic tale like perfume on the summer gale what pilgrim sought our halls nor told of ronald's deeds in battle bold who touched the harp to hero's praise but his achievements swelled the lays even morag not a tale of fame was hers but closed with ronald's name he came and all that had been told of his high worth seemed poor and cold tame lifeless void of energy unjust to ronald and to me since then what thought had edith's heart and gave not plighted love its part and what requital cold delay excuse that shunned the spousal day it dawns and ronald is not here hunts he bentella's nimble deer or loiters he in secret dell to bid some lighter love farewell and swear that though he may not scorn a daughter of the house of lawn yet when these formal rites are o'er again they meet to part no more hush daughter hush thy doubts remove more nobly think of ronald's love look where beneath the castle grey his fleet unmoor from aros bay seest not each galley's topmast bend as on the yards the sails ascend hiding the dark blue land they rise like the white clouds on april skies the shouting vassals man the oars behind them sink mulls mountain shores onward their merry course they keep through whistling breeze and foaming deep and mark the headmost seaward cast stoop to the freshening gale her mast as if she veiled its bannered 
pride to greet afar her prince's bride thy ronald comes and while in speed his galley mates the flying steed he chides her sloth ere edith sighed blushed sadly smiled and thus replied sweet thought but vain no morag mark type of his course yon lonely bark that oft hath shifted helm and sail to win its way against the gale since peep of morn my vacant eyes have viewed by fits the course she tries now though the darkening scud comes on and dawn's fair promises be gone and though the weary crew may see our sheltering haven on their lee still closer to the rising wind they strive her shivering sail to bind still nearer to the shelves dread verge at every tack her course they urge as if they feared a tarnish more than adverse winds and breakers roar sooth spoke the maid amid the tide the skiff she marked lay tossing sore and shifted oft her stooping side in weary tack from shore to shore yet on her destined course no more she gained of forward way then what a minstrel may compare with the poor mead which peasants share who toil the lifelong day and such the risk her pilot braves that oft before she wore her bolt sprit kissed the broken waves where in white foam the ocean raves upon the shelving shore yet to their destined purpose true undaunted toiled her hardy crew nor looked where shelter lay nor for a tarnish castle drew nor steered for aros bay thus while they strove with wind and seas borne onward by the willing breeze lord ronald's fleet swept by streamed with silk and tricked with gold manned with the noble and the bold of island chivalry around their prows the ocean roars and chafes beneath their thousand oars yet bears them on their way so fumes the war-horse in his might that field ward bears some valiant knight champs till both bit and boss are white on each gay deck they might behold lances of steel and crests of gold and hauberks with their burnished fold that shimmered fair and free and each proud galley as she passed to the wild cadence of the blast gave wilder minstrelsy full many a shrill triumphant note saline and scalasal 
bade float their misty shores around and morven's echoes answered well and duart heard the distant swell come down the darksome sound so bore they on with mirth and pride and if that labouring bark they spied twas with such idle eye as nobles cast on lowly boar when toiling in his task obscure they pass him careless by let them sweep on with heedless eyes but had they known what mighty prize in that frail vessel lay the famished wolf that prowls the wold had scathless passed the unguarded fold ere drifting by those galleys bold unchallenged were her way and thou lord ronald sweep thou on with mirth and pride and minstrel tone but hadst thou known who sailed so nigh far other glance were in thine eye far other flush were on thy brow that shaded by the bonnet now assumes but ill the blithesome cheer of bridegroom when the bride is near yes sweep they on we will not leave for them that triumph those who grieve with that armada gay be laughter loud and jocund shout and bards to cheer the wassail rout with tale romance and lay and of wild mirth each clamorous art which if it cannot cheer the heart may stupefy and stun its smart for one loud busy day yes sweep they on but with that skiff abides the minstrel tale where there was dread of surge and cliff and toil that strained each sinew stiff and one sad maiden's wail all day with fruitless strife they toiled with eve the ebbing currents boiled more fierce from strait and lake and midway through the channel met conflicting tides that foam and fret and high their mingled billows jet as spears that in the battle set spring upward as they break then too the lights of eve were past and louder sung the western blast on rocks of inin moor rent was the sail and strained the mast and many a leak was gaping fast and the pale steersman stood aghast and gave the conflict o'er twas then that one whose lofty look nor labour dulled nor terror shook thus to the leader spoke brother how hopest thou to abide the fury of this wildered tide or how avoid the rock's rude side until the day has broke didst thou not mark the vessel reel with quivering planks and groaning keel 
at the last billow's shock yet how of better counsel tell though here thou seest poor isabel half dead with want and fear a look on the sea or look on land or yon dark sky on every hand despair and death are near for her alone i grieve on me danger sits light by land and sea i follow where thou wilt either to bide the tempest's lower or wend to yon unfriendly tower or rush amid their naval power with war-cry wake their wassail hour and die with hand on hilt that elder leader's calm reply in steady voice was given in man's most dark extremity oft succour dawns from heaven edward trim thou the shattered sail the helm be mine and down the gale let our free course be driven so shall we scape the western bay the hostile fleet the unequal fray so safely hold our vessel's way beneath the castle wall or if a hope of safety rest tis on the sacred name of guest who seeks for shelter storm distressed within a chieftain's hall if not it best beseems our worth our name our right our lofty birth by noble hands to fall the helm to his strong arm consigned gave the reefed sail to meet the wind and on her altered way fierce bounding forward sprung the ship like greyhound starting from the slip to seize his flying prey awaked before the rushing prow the mimic fires of ocean glow those lightnings of the wave wild sparkles crest the broken tides and flashing round the vessel's sides with elvish lustre lave while far behind their livid light to the dark billows of the night a gloomy splendour gave it seems as if old ocean shakes from his dark brow the livid flakes in envious pageantry to match the meteor light that streaks grim hecla's midnight sky nor lacked they steadier light to keep their course upon the darkened deep a tarnish on her frowning steep twixt cloud and ocean hung glanced with a thousand lights of glee and landward far and far to see her festal radiance flung by that blithe beacon light they steered whose lustre mingled well with the pale beam that now appeared as the cold moon her head upreared above the eastern fell thus guided on their course they bore until they neared the mainland shore 
when frequent on the hollow blast wild shouts of merriment were cast and wind and wave and sea-birds cry with wassail sounds in concert by like funeral shrieks with revelry or like the battle shout by peasants heard from cliffs on high when triumph rage and agony madden the fight and rout now nearer yet through mist and storm dimly arose the castle's form and deepened shadow made far lengthened on the main below where dancing in reflected glow a hundred torches played spangling the wave with lights as vain as pleasures in this vale of pain that dazzle as they fade beneath the castle's sheltering lee they stayed their course in quiet sea hewn in the rock passage there sought the dark fortress by a stair so straight so high so steep with peasant's staff one valiant band might well the dizzy pass have manned gainst hundreds armed with spear and brand and plunged them in the deep his bugle then the helmsman wound loud answered every echo round from turret rock and bay the postern's hinges crash and groan and soon the warder's cresset shone on those rude steps of slippery stone to light the upward way thrice welcome holy sire he said full long the spousal train have stayed and vexed at thy delay feared lest amidst these wildering seas the darksome night and freshening breeze had driven thy bark astray warder the younger stranger said thine erring guess some mirth had made in mirthful hour but nights like these when the rough winds wake western seas brook not of glee we crave some aid and needful shelter for this maid until the break of day for to ourselves the deck's rude plank is easy as the mossy bank that's breathed upon by may and for our storm-tossed skiff we seek short shelter in this leeward creek prompt when the dawn the east shall streak again to bear away answered the warder in what name assert ye hospitable claim whence come or whither bound hath erin seen your parting sails or come ye on norwayan gales and seek ye england's fertile vales or scotland's mountain ground warriors for other title none for some brief space we list to own bound by a vow warriors are we in strife by land and storm by sea we have been known to fame 
and these brief words have import dear when sounded in a noble ear to harbour safe and friendly cheer that gives us rightful claim grant us the trivial boon we seek and we in other realms will speak fair of your courtesy deny and be your niggard old scorned by the noble and the bold shunned by the pilgrim on the wold and wanderer on the lee bold stranger no gainst claim like thine no bolt revolves by hand of mine though urged in tone that more expressed a monarch than a suppliant guest be what ye will the tornish hall on this glad eve is free to all though ye had drawn a hostile sword gainst our great ally england's lord or mail upon your shoulders borne to battle with the lord of lawn or outlawed dwelt by greenwood tree with the fierce knight of ellerslie or aided even the murderous strife when comyn fell beneath the knife of that fell homicide the bruce this night had been a term of truce ho vassals give these guests your care and show the narrow postern stair to land these two bold brethren leapt the weary crew their vessel kept and lighted by the torches flare that seaward flung their smoky glare the younger knight that maiden bare half lifeless up the rock on his strong shoulder leaned her head and down her long dark tresses shed as the wild vine in tendrils spread droops from the mountain oak him followed close that elder lord and in his hand a sheathed sword such as few arms could wield but when he bound him to such task well could it cleave the strongest cask and rend the surest shield the raised portcullis arch they pass the wicket with its bars of brass the entrance long and low flanked at each turn by loopholes straight where bowmen might in ambush wait if force or fraud should burst the gate to gall an entering foe but every jealous post of ward was now defenceless and unbarred and all the passage free to one low-browed and vaulted room where squire and yeoman page and groom plied their loud revelry and rest ye here the warder bade till to our lord your suit is said and comrades gaze not on the maid and on these men who ask our aid as if ye never had seen a damsel tired of midnight bark or wanderers of a moulding stark and bearing martial mane but not for eachin's reproof would page or vassal stand aloof 
but crowded on to stare as men of courtesy untaught till fiery edward roughly caught from one the foremost there his chequered plaid and in its shroud to hide her from the vulgar crowd involved his sister fair his brother as the clansman bent his sullen brow in discontent made brief and stern excuse vassal were thine the cloak of paul that decks thy lord in bridal hall twere honoured by her use proud was his tone but calm his eye had that compelling dignity his mane that bearing aught and high which common spirits fear needed nor word nor signal more nod wink and laughter all were awe upon each other back they bore and gazed like startled deer but now appeared the seneschal commissioned by his lord to call the strangers to the baron's hall where feasted fair and free that island prince in nuptial tide with edith there his lovely bride and her bold brother by her side and many a chief the flower and pride of western land and sea here pause we gentles for a space and if our tale hath won your grace grant us brief patience and again we will renew the minstrel strain end of canto first recorded by nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com